lot of them have moved away now. And, um, what I needed I, was really just some quality time with him. But to be validated in our relationship, it was more than this friendship. Small, yes, I know, not entirely confident woman here. So I would rather than, and I hadn't pinpointed what it was I needed yet. I found myself finding reasons why he couldn't go out with his buddies. And some of it was trust that, you know, is he going to behave himself, so to speak? not get a DUI, not come home, and then and he was living with us, with Stella and I, so was he going to come home in a manner befitting a household with a topic? So I had some fears. So I kept finding reasons why he couldn't go out, and he got really crazy about the micromanaging, so finally we were able to explore that enough, and this was before I had my regular yoga practice, and so it's very interesting, the differences in, in how I deal with things now versus how I did before I had developed my own practice. And so we really finally had that conversation, and he was able to become aware of the needs that I had and the fears that I had. You know, that's usually how I anger and micromanagement. Yep, I am my mother's daughter. I guess we all are, really, aren't we? How do I deal with living with my mom? Yeah, I have definitely come to accept that there are parts of her that I cannot change. And again, in the same way with Nicholas, to practice love and kindness, it's called a metta, where you actively send that person loving thoughts, your compassion, rather than, you know, attacking them for what they are not, to find compassion for the trials they've been through. But I do. I definitely, living here has actually been very good for my relationship with my mother. We, we're different. We're just different creatures. We don't necessarily communicate in the same way, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. We have common ground that we can stand on. Living with her has helped me find that, because I wouldn't have otherwise found it. A lot of how I mother is a homage to how my mother mothered me. There are certain things that I do differently. And it actually took my brother making different choices than I have. Helped me understand why my mom took it personally when I did do some things differently, even though I did a lot of the same things. Because to have someone parent differently who is close to you, you know, who is family, is to say, the choices you made, I reject as wrong. Even though that's not what they're saying. Even if it's, this works better for me in my time. You know, the job uh, that, you know, that my choices were neglectful, but, you know, the, the job, the choices that I've made and whatnot, and, and then there's the issue that my brother actually did say that, you know, that my choices were neglectful, but whatever. But I can understand uh, now that my mom would have taken some of that stuff personally, because my mom, in the way that she mothered... I would have landed in there. There's a lot of emotional... She's still in some ways an emotional child. There are a lot of scars, a lot of unparented... She was born in Italy during World War II, and in many ways she was still an unloved, unparented child. And I have to give her so much credit for making very active choices to not burden us with those things. She really did do the very best that she could with the skills that she had. And I think that the 
I wouldn't have come to that place of compassion if I hadn't had to move back home. And if you, you know, she's an amazing gardener. I suck at gardening, but I try. And I look up to her in that way. You know, the various crafts and whatnot that we both enjoy doing. We both knit. Well, she's far better than I am. She's literally been doing it. She doesn't remember not knitting. So, you know, those are the kinds of things. The cheese making, the homemade pasta, that kind of stuff we can connect over. Well, um, the chickens and the bread. And, you know, we do things differently. And I definitely know that there are some things like canning. I tend not to eat mom's canned goods she just doesn't follow procedure and that scares me. I mean, she never follows procedure, which is what makes her an excellent artist in the kitchen, but I'm a very procedural person. That's coming back to the whole, you know, we are cut from different cloth. We just are. But it doesn't mean that I can't appreciate her and admire her and be grateful to her. Screen comes down after that monologue and plays the following way. Or one like it, and it is a news, news footage from the Gulf oil spill and the oil subsidies, the tax subsidies that BP was getting. Um, and after that, the piece of news footage plays, the, the screen goes, the multimedia screen disappears again, and an elderly woman with a heavy very traditional Roman accent walks back and forth from the kitchen counter to the table. Her granddaughter sits at one end of the table doing homework. She's, the granddaughter's wearing a parochial school uniform. Her guest is a family friend in her 40s, assists with the table setting, and listens attentively. Um, who's playing Aurora? You're going to Karen, you're going to play Aurora. Okay, good. All right. Rendi di prosciutto, please. Oh, the first I saw my baby, oh my goodness, I thought it was uh, the most beautiful baby. Tomorrow. It's a lot of work, see, tomorrow. It's a lot of work, but uh, you know, a mother, a mother is uh, nice, yeah? takes a bite of the bruschetta. parts were hard, everything again. But I think that you change, uh, you change when everything is different. First you think a lot of yourself, but you think a lot of your husband, I guess. And then when there's the baby, you think just to the baby, you know. But uh, the feeling that I, that I had just to the baby, everything more, well, one time I got so scared. I think the mother was a few months old, maybe no. It was a little than a, more than a few months old there because I think after the, the, she was three months old, they tell you to give her a little cereal or something. So she take a little one or two in the little spoons and then all at once she went slump over. I thought she died. Good thing Franco was there. We got in the car in three minutes we were in the, into the doctors who was close to her. She went to sleep on me. You know, she got stunk, I'm not a soul, you know. Uh, that's an artichoke, yeah. Yeah! 
ma non lo sto cantando un pochetto due mai già in stero già me lo contato e tutto è il secondo cassetto vicino al mandino yeah i know well nobody it doesn't even matter if nobody in the audience understands it because you just get the fact that this is a very yeah you know I, it's the nuclear family so that was tomorrow i was almost 31 when I had tomorrow. I was 30 when uh, me and Franco got married because after 11 months I had the baby. I had the baby right away. Well, I was already 30 when I got married, right? I was, uh, yeah, okay. Because uh, we got married in 59, tomorrow was born in 60. And uh, yeah, so uh, five years later I had Matteo. They had a hard time. Uh, you know, I had the cesarean and uh, I was in the hospital and nine, ten days with the Tamara and with Matteo, it was cesarean too. But they tell you, uh, you first, if you first have a, you have to have a second then. Uh, yeah, and I had a hard time and they didn't think we could have had uh, any more. But then the Matteo came and that was good. That was very good. And without him right now, you know, I would be so already have a nervous breakdown in the arm for the, the Korean War. 
Yeah, so he had that problem over there. But we called. And I first I didn't know what was going on because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. I thought he changed a lot, this guy. You know, maybe he mean or something. I don't know. Then when after I understood that he was sick, I felt different, you know. I had more compassion. Yeah, I see, I didn't know. He wasn't taking his medication and you know, what was he going to do? I didn't know. What did I do? I waited. He was in the hospital after I had Mateo. He was in the hospital two months. Because the second baby, you know, he didn't know was uh, going to be when I was expecting. He started to get all shook up because he thought if I die, then what is he going to do with the baby, you know, like his mother did. So uh, that was hard. In fact, uh, he was in the hospital, and in the meantime, I was going to have a baby. She was with me, Sorella, for a few days, a week, and then finally came more. He came back home, but then he didn't take uh, the medication. He went back a little while. Then after, uh, I, after that, I took a charge. I said, this is it. You have to make sure that you do take the medication. Like that. So he, uh, every time I have it, have to see him take it. And then most of the time he was better. But I had to take a charge. I did, I told him, you're not gonna leave me alone no more. So the doctor said, you have to take a certain That was a long time. That was hard. They don't remember Mateo, no. Tamara didn't remember anything. Mateo still tell me you should have left us. No. Yeah, as kids. This, he asked me for the, they were already teenagers. They were already big kids. You know, I took all on my back. Because what are you going to do? Tell the kids? No. No, you don't. 